0: Hey babe, welcome to the show. My name is Devani. I have my master of social work and I've been in the mental health field for about five years. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology based mindset strategies and emotional wellness tools that will help you start showing up more authentically, start taking consistent, confident action in your life and start creating your life by design. Let's dig in. Right. Hello. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here with Susan. Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we've been able to connect. I'm so excited about doing this. I've been looking really forward to it for weeks. <laughs> um, so I am a licensed professional counselor and biblical mindset coach for single Christian women, really focusing on women thriving in their life right now and not waiting until, you know, that that mindset of when I get married, then I'll do these things, but really stepping into who God says that they are right now. Like you don't have to be married or in a relationship or have a partner to do all these things that you want to do. You can do it now. So um, I really just love diving into that that single mindset um, that can sometimes be limiting, and just just breaking that open.
0: I love that so much, and I think we're gonna we're gonna dig into biblical mindset at some point in our conversation too, just because I feel like that's such an important, just such an important perspective to take, right? Because I think there's so much mindset support out there. But like I mentioned in a previous episode, like that biblical mindset, that really faith-based mindset can be so, so powerful. Blending, right? Everything that we know about the mindset with our faith and with that biblical Ooh, that's a tongue twister. biblical perspective. So I love that. So Susan and I are going to be chatting today about perfectionism. And I would love to know, because I always open it up to my guests, like, tell me about something that's coming up or that you're seeing a lot of lately, a topic that we should dig into that you're really passionate about. So Susan, tell me about why perfectionism came up when I was talking to you about
1: this. Yeah. Perfectionism is huge. And I see it um, not always, I won't say it's exclusive to women, of course, but you see it so much with women because I think we're raised with this idea of you have to be all these things and do all these things, right? Like the wife, the mom, the friend, the teacher, the, you know, the everything, person for everybody else. And so I see so much of, um, with my clients, this perfectionism that comes up. Um, it's just, it's so important to me to address it in them because really at the root of perfectionism is this core belief that I am in some way not enough. And it's so opposite of what God says that we are. So I really like to, um, just dig into that and address that core belief and figure out, you know, where does that come from and, and get it out of there (laughs) and get them, you know, start living in that, that, um, the mindset of, I have everything I need right now. I am never in lack and that's where that perfectionism comes from that mindset of lack. Like there's something missing. There's, I'm not enough in some way or another. Yeah, that's
0: so good. And I'd love to talk more about that, like just where that can come from. And I don't ever like to spend too much time on where it comes from. Right. But just having a little bit more awareness about maybe why that's there. What are your thoughts on that? Like where that can come from or just more about that belief that's underneath?
1: Yeah. So for me, I can say mine has been a generational thing. Um, we can definitely see that in my family through the generations. Because it's so easy to pass that to your kids when you don't feel like you're enough, whether you say the words or not, whether you even recognize that's what it is for you, your actions speak to that belief. So like at home, things I did were never good enough. If I cleaned something, my mom came right behind me and cleaned it again, (laughs) right? And she never said, you didn't do it right, or you didn't do it well but the message i got was well it wasn't good enough she had to redo it you know or cooking i didn't i didn't move fast enough in the kitchen i didn't know the things that she did and it's just how many times have we said it's just easier if i do it myself <laughs> yeah i
0: love what you're sharing just about how it can be so subconscious right? Like just the actions that you're taking, whether it's actions that you're taking for yourself or actions you're taking related to other people that you may be pushing that onto them a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely it. Our beliefs are subconscious, right? They're running in the background and they're running 90% of our daily activities happen out of the subconscious, out of what you believe. That's what you're acting on. It's not even a conscious thought right the words just come out I can't you know it'll just be easier if I can do it myself and you don't allow that other person to help you. And it sends the message to that person you're not enough you didn't do it good enough you didn't do it fast enough right so it really comes out in um, we see it a lot in high achievers right? What are they trying to achieve for? For me, I was trying to prove, okay, well, I may not be good enough for you over here, but I'm really good. Like I got a lot of praise for my grades, right? So I went into that full force trying to show my mom or my parents, I am good enough. Look at what I've done. And it becomes about the performance instead of operating out of who you are in your true identity.
0: So good. I need to grab a pencil because you're saying things and I want to jot things down and be able to come back to them. So let me grab a pencil really, really fast. Yeah. I think that's so, so huge. Just what I think it just shows the importance too, of being able to pause, right. in anything that we're doing, like taking those moments to notice what we're doing is so huge. And then to be able to follow that up and say, why am I doing that? Like, why am I feeling the need to do that? Right. Whether that's something, like I said before with ourselves or with someone else, like, why do I feel like I need to follow behind you and do that? And like asking yourself, being willing to take that time though, and get intentional and start asking yourself to kind of bring those subconscious beliefs up to the surface.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Really, the majority of our beliefs are formed for us when we are too young to decide for ourselves what they're going to be. I mean, when you're receiving in all these messages as a kid in your brain, that part of your brain, I don't know how much you want me to get into the brain stuff, but- (laughs) Go for
0: it. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah. So our prefrontal cortex, that rational thinking, logical part of the brain is not fully developed in women until 21, and guys, it's 24. So anything prior to that, those messages you're receiving, you're basically taking in without your permission because your brain literally does not have the capacity at that point to stop and go, okay, do I do I wanna take this in? Is this true or is this a lie, right? We don't have the capacity to really evaluate those things at that young age. And so we just take it all in and then we start operating out of those beliefs that have been put on us. So not at all a parent bashing session here. <laughs> you know, it's not our fault, but it's not their fault either, right? They The same thing happened to them and they're operating out of that. So it does really take that conscious effort to become aware and have the insight into why am I doing these things and do I want to continue you know and that's the great thing about our brains too is that we can rewire that we can totally change that
0: yeah I love that so much and I I think what you're saying about do I want to take this in right it's like when we get old enough we can discern for ourselves and ask okay what's the situation making me feel do I want to take that in as a belief that I'm going to have, we can choose that reaction, but when we're younger, we can't. So we just soak it all in and just believe whatever's happening. So yeah, again, just building the awareness. It's good to have the awareness of like where these things come from, but then knowing that now as an adult, we have the choice to ask these questions in certain situations. How am I feeling? How do I want to respond? do I, how do I want to feel about this? And just really being able to question those things is so powerful. Absolutely.
1: Because don't, so many people don't. Right. <laughs> yes. They don't. Like I, I have talked to so many women that truly believe I have no control over my thoughts. Right. Like I can't, I I don't, you know, my brain's just going, I just react. I just, I just, I just, you know, like you keep hearing those words. I just like, it's just who I am. That's how I was raised. My family's always been this way. This, you know, this is my personality. Right. As if they have no choice in how they respond to things and how they operate, you know, on a daily basis. And we do. And so many people don't know that you have a choice and you can stop it and you can change it.
0: And it sounds like that's probably the first step is even just being willing to realize and or believe that you do have that choice. Like you do have the choice about what you're thinking about, about how you're behaving. Yes, it takes a lot of effort, right? But you do have that choice if you want to make that.
1: Yes, absolutely. It does take effort. (laughs)
0: absolutely Absolutely. I feel like it's a lifelong process of just continuing right it's this continual process of like unbecoming and then also becoming so it's like letting go of the things that aren't serving you anymore that you adopted throughout the years and then also simultaneously adopting these new beliefs and habits and actions of who you feel like you want to show up as
1: yeah because you don't have to take on that identity of perfectionist That doesn't have to be your identity, (laughs) right? And that's where the scripture part comes in, where it says, renew your mind and take your thoughts captive and really diving into like, what are the steps in doing that? How do we do that? That's something that I I teach in my program is those exact steps, how we rewire the brain to say, that's not who I am. I don't have to be that way. So good.
0: I would love to hear more about what are some of the challenges that you see, like barriers or limits that women experience when they're struggling with perfectionism, like ways that it's holding them back a little bit. And then we can start digging into like some of the practices that they can start trying and kind of how to start shifting. But I think first it'd be good to address, like, what are some of the ways that it can kind of hold us back or what can that look like?
1: Yeah. And so often we don't see that it holds us back because we are high achievers. And so you're like, oh no, this is a good thing. Like this is motivating me. This is, you know, moving me forward. And then at the end of the day, you come home and your mind says, it's not enough. You didn't do enough. You still have like, a million things on your to-do list and it starts all over again the next day and you don't ever attain that, right? It's so unrealistic. Always striving.
0: There's always more, always striving, right? Yes.
1: Yes. The striving, that's definitely, you know, and then when you were talking about, um, you were saying, well, how how do I feel about that? How does that make me feel? Well, what do we see with, you know, perfectionist, high anxiety, and depression. Right. And then there's this whole industry around take this, do this, right? This is how you hand, handle anxiety. And I'm like, no, we don't handle it. We eliminate it.
0: <laughs> so good. Yes.
1: I love yeah, that. Yeah, so definitely. I I think the the limited mindset um, is a huge obstacle. Because you are dealing with, you know, on on top of that, I'm never enough, I'm a failure feeling, you know, the striving and the anxiety and all the negative that comes out of it, yeah, then becomes your obstacle. You don't you don't necessarily see the perfectionism as the obstacle, but all the stuff, all the negative stuff that's coming out of it becomes an obstacle.
0: Absolutely. And I think too, that can be the power of constantly or, you know, just regularly taking a step back in your life and seeing what's going on, seeing, because a lot of times I think we'll see things come up that are little symptoms, right? Like symptoms of really what's going on underneath. That's like one bigger issue, but it's coming up in all of these little areas of your life. Like you said. And I think a huge challenge too that I have experienced and am still growing in is because I'm totally have struggled with perfectionism. <laughs> so, so this idea of like being able to rest and having downtime and not working on things all the time, you know, yeah. and it's like I worked all the way through college. So whether I was working or doing schoolwork or Whatever it was, always very busy, had a very full schedule. And so, really being able to take that time and feel like it's necessary, to feel like it's important, and that I'm not going to be missing out on something or, you know, it's that striving.
1: Yes. Yeah. And even shifting your mindset around what rest is. Yes because the way Bible talks the Bible talks about rest, it's not about inactivity. right It's really working from this mindset of I'm not attached to the outcome right because God is the source. He's providing all the things we need. Our activity is not what brings the outcome. So I can rest. While I am working, while I am doing the activity, because I'm relying on him to bring the increase.
0: So good. So it's more of like a state of being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in our culture too, and I've had this conversation with so many people this idea of self care, and it's like binging on Netflix, and you know, which there's nothing wrong with doing that (laughs) occasionally, right? But like that doesn't have to be what your self care looks like. That doesn't have to be what the rest is. And so I love that you're almost, it's like this whole paradigm of what rest really is. And then it's more of a state of being in that like ease and that calm and that unattachment, right? Being unattached to what's going to happen. Cause I'm being obedient. I'm
1: doing what I'm called to do and I'm right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely it's a state of being getting into that that place of operating out of the spirit and not out of your body, because that's where the striving is in your body. And that's why so many people burn out, because they're doing it all in their own strength and not relying on the strength that we have in Christ.
0: And I think, too, with that. When I picture the striving and that state of doing things and being attached to the outcome, what are those outcomes that you're trying to get? Is it right? Because if we're being obedient and if I'm just doing what I need to do and showing up and serving how I need to show up, I'm not going to be really attached to the outcome because I know that God has it. But if the outcome that I'm searching for is validation, or praise or, right, all of these things that I want that aren't necessarily healthy or needed or then, then of course, we're going to strive because I need all of these external things versus coming from that place. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that's the first thing I would say to the perfectionist is who is setting that standard for you? right? If you're, if you're looking for the outside validation, you're going to be looking at how many comments did I get? How many likes did I get? How many shares did I get? Well, that may or may not forward your business if you're an entrepreneur, right? And you're doing stuff on social media. Or if you're a single woman and you're on social media and you're comparing yourself to everybody else and you're looking at all the you know, those um, what we call vanity metrics now, right? <laughs> so as the perfectionist, um, who are you letting set the standard for you, right? It's and so if it's good. everybody else, what's what's the number that you feel good at, right? How many likes do you have to have to feel good about yourself? Who sets that number for you? Where does that come from? Right. And, it, and you get back into that mindset of it's never enough. Those numbers are never big enough. You always feel like you're losing somewhere. Oh, well, I got, you know, I did good over here, but not good enough over here. And like you're never going to attain to that. And so many times with my clients, or not even clients, but just women that I, I talk to in general, when you ask them, well, what is perfect? can't even define it. They can't even tell you. And I'm like, well, then how do you know where you're trying to get to? If you don't know where the line is, when do you get there? When do you reach it? Literally.
0: For women who struggle with asking for help and feeling like they just don't want to ask for help. They want to do all the things, right? And there may be someone in their life who does expect them to do a lot. Or they may have just created that expectation for themselves and haven't really expressed it. I'm not sure which one of those spots they're in, but what would you say about that? Cause I find that so common. And I think just a really important topic to bring up about like when we feel that we need help, how do we do that?
1: Yeah. So it's really that awareness and, Once you become aware, then you can make a conscious choice. Do I want to keep going this way or do I not? If someone has put these expectations on me, do I want to continue trying to live up to them? If I've put them on myself, do I want to leave them where they are? Right? Do I want to continue striving? It really comes down to making that choice for yourself. But what I see a lot with perfectionists is the not wanting to ask for help is pride. And it's really saying, I don't need your help. I can do it on my own. And I'm going to prove to you that I am enough to do it on my own. <laughs> so,
0: <good. laughs> so it yes. still
1: comes back to that core belief of I'm not enough. And I'm going to show you that, yes, I am. And I don't need anybody else to help me do that.
0: So true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a, it's, and it's interesting to see what's probably going on underneath that, right? Yeah. So underneath the not asking for help or that expectation Asking, where is this coming from? Who has set this? Is this me? Just wanting to show that I can do it all by myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's so, so much in just the awareness can totally change the trajectory that you're on. Just becoming aware um, and really mindful of, okay, let me stop and see why am I trying to reach this? Whose goal is this? Is it really what I want? Is this really what I want to do? Is this what I want my life to look like? Is this how I want to operate? Is this how I want to live? Right? Asking yourself all those questions that at some point in our life, I think everybody gets to asking those questions and um, really just my mission is for it to happen sooner rather than later (laughs) and get women living, you know, fully in who they are and their identity in Christ and not stay stuck in that mindset of, um, you know, I can't do the things or have the things or be the person or whatever, you know, getting them out of that, that limited mindset. Yeah. So good. I think another
0: Another challenge that I can see coming up, and then after this, we can migrate over into practices of how to start shifting is over preparing, spending a lot of time. And I've been there. like I will catch myself there, right? And that's the difference is like I still find myself in these situations, but I just I catch it a lot quicker and then I can shift out of it. Yeah. But it's that over preparing. how much time are you spending preparing this? project, service, whatever it is that you're working on rather than creating it, doing some planning, of course, and then putting it out there and then adapting it. And right. Rather than just staying in the stage of like, I need it to be perfect the first time I need to have it. Right. And then you get caught up there and then just not a great spot to be in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think it, it comes back to that awareness that we're talking about. Because I know for me, I never had the thought of this has to be perfect. I didn't use the word perfect. So if someone had said to me, you know, that I was a perfectionist, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I didn't even recognize it because that's not the word that I used for it, right? <laughs> so again, that awareness. Um, but the over-preparing, that's where that anxiety comes in, right? And we get relief when we feel prepared. So we just keep preparing and preparing and like, um, you know, even us getting ready for us to talk today, I asked you, Hey, are you going to send me some questions or (laughs) what's happening? You know, that was my, my anxiety coming up of feeling like I'm not prepared and I want to do well. I need more information. Right. And we think, but this is where the shift is because we think that we're going to get the relief and find what we need in the knowledge. And it's not in the knowledge. It's not going all the way back to the garden, right? The two trees, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Life is not in knowledge. And so many women, we in the preparedness, we think if I have more information, right? And we're, we're chasing information and we're chasing knowledge and we're chasing strategy and tactic and all these things. That don't bring us life. They bring striving. So
0: So,
1: I don't know if that answered your question. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, that's perfect. And I I just love that point of we're trying to find that security and that relief and having more knowledge. And that's with anything when we try to overprepare or try to, right, when we overthink, when we're ruminating, when we're, we're trying to find that safety and that relief in that. But it's like, that's, that's not planning to a certain extent is helpful, but then in that place, that is not going to be helpful. Like you said, I think that's such a good point.
1: Yeah. And ruminating. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, oh my gosh, (laughs) that is huge. That's huge. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so glad you brought that up (laughs) because that's a big part of, you know, our anxiety, And we do feel some relief from that. But the lie that we believe is, if I can just figure this out logically, oh, well, then I'm golden, right? And it goes back to that knowledge. And that's when you start the ruminating, like, if I I can just figure this out, then I'll feel better. And you don't. You don't.
0: (laughs) So what would be the alternative to that? Like what would be the alternative practice or what someone could do if they're finding themselves in that space and we're saying okay you don't need to over prepare. You don't need to over analyze, right? What would what would that look like?
1: Yeah. Um so get to a place of I feel prepared. But when it when it steps beyond that, when you recognize it stepped beyond that, what I do Is I picture a stop sign (laughs) and I literally have to just stop my thoughts and recenter myself and say, Susan, these are the things, you know, to be true about yourself. Your identity is not in this thing you're preparing for. It is in this. And I go back to scripture and just start instead of ruminating on the thing, I'm ruminating on the scripture. Just turning that scripture constantly through my mind. You are complete. You are enough you are healed you are whole you have everything you need you are never in lack right so you stop the current thought process and then take it back to these are the things that God says are true about me and refocusing there and start operating back out of the spirit instead of out of the flesh so good I love
0: that and it's like we're stopping the thought and we're not just stopping the thought, but then we're replacing it, right? It's that renewal. It's that, what are you focusing your eyes on? I just posted about that. What are you focusing your eyes on, right? And keeping ourselves focused on what is true, what is right, what is all of these beautiful things. Mm -hmm. I just did a training in the Thrive Tribe actually about identifying Bible verses that are specific to whatever your most common challenges are. And I think that's so important to do because we may all need a little bit of a different support, right? So like the challenges that you have and the verses that speak to you are going to be different than the ones that speak to me. So that could be a really great starting point for anyone who's listening is like identify what are some of those challenging feelings or thoughts that you're having? And then what are some Bible verses that speak truth and life over that? Like, specific a couple and really dedicate yourself to memorizing those writing them out posting them around your house like build up that arsenal for yourself
1: oh absolutely absolutely identify those and then to take that a step further i would say recognize that the bible is written those promises from god are written in present tense Okay, so many people miss that and they're like, when I get to heaven, then I can this, I can do this or I can be this or like, you know, that's for down the road. No, that is for right now. (laughs) You have the mind of Christ right now. You are one with him right now. We are seated in heavenly places right now. So you can operate from heaven, here on earth, instead of thinking, oh, well, when, you know, that comes later, no, it doesn't, and operating in that truth, that that's a current reality for you right now, and taking that scripture in, into your present tense, where you are, and say, I am this, right, like, I will be one day, no, I am.
0: (laughs) So powerful. Yeah.
1: Writing all your affirmations out that way, writing scripture that way. Um, One thing I love to do is personalizing the scripture and putting my name in it. Um, So that's another another way you can use the scripture as you're memorizing it. Put your name in it because it's for you. That's so good. I love that so much. If
0: you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you headed down and left a rating and a review or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram and make sure to tag me. Thank you so much for being here, for spending your time with me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.